You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne and this is Kilcullen Diary. In this episode, we're looking back at Dr John Barker, Kilcullen medicine man. Triggered by a note in the family files, written by my father, I was prompted to look back at the life of one of Kilcullen's longest-serving doctors. Dr John E. Barker passed away at his home in Liffeybank, Kilcullen, on the 6th of February 1927. Retired only a few years, he had qualified as a doctor 65 years earlier and worked as a surgeon in the army before taking up an appointment as dispensary medical officer for the Kilcullen district. He had completed almost a half-century of public service when he left that position in 1924. His work during that time had been carried out with distinction, according to his obituary. He gave unstinted attention to his patients, rich and poor, that citation noted, and was forever remarkable for fidelity to duty, both in his public and private capacity as a doctor. Such sentiment had been previewed after his retirement as public doctor. A presentation was made to him in June 1924 at a function in Castle Martin House, then owned by Colonel F. Blacker, of an illuminated address and a cheque from donations made by more than a hundred local people, all of whom were named. During your very long period of service, extending over 48 years, by your invariable attention to the poorer people of the district, you have gained their complete confidence, respect and affection, the address noted, adding that those involved in it were glad he had decided to remain in Kilcullen after retiring. There's actually very little knowledge about Dr John Barker's life beyond his work as a doctor, both to his community and for public health. It seems he was originally from Selbridge and qualified as an MD in Trinity College, Dublin. According to the 1901 census, when he was aged 61, he had never married. At the time, there were two other people registered as living in Liffeybank, a coachman named William Langrill and a servant named Julia Cruch. I do have my father's note that the doctor travelled around the area in a coach driven by a bowler-hatted Jim Langdon. Given that these notes would be referencing my dad's own father's time, dad only being eight at Dr. Barker's retirement, I'm wondering if William Langrill and Jim Langford are actually the same person. By 1911, William Langrill had moved out to Carnalway, where he was domiciled with his wife Mary and their three children. In the midst of the influenza pandemic of 1918-1919, which officially killed more than 20,000 people in Ireland, Dr. Barker would have been in the thick of the frontline effort to deal with the illness, where Kildare was one of the worst affected counties. At that stage he would have been 78, and very vulnerable himself to a flu that was killing healthcare workers as easily as it was civilians of all ages. And that probably accounts for another of my dad's notations about his father's young family being treated by Dr. Tom O'Higgins from Calverstown. Dr. Thomas Francis O'Higgins was actually the medical officer based in Fonstown, part of the Ithai Poor Law Union District. 
As a younger doctor, and based halfway between Kilcullen and Athai, it is logical O'Higgins would have been asked to help out in the Kilcullen area. Back to Dr Barker. Throughout his career, he was a regular contributor to local authority meetings in NACE in his capacity as a public health doctor in the NACE Poor Law Union, being required to provide reports on a range of matters. These included such things as the state of the water and sewerage system in Kilcullen, the health dangers of derelict buildings in the town, outbreaks of disease like diphtheria, tuberculosis and more. In January 1899, a request from him to be allowed to purchase medicines on his own initiative for the treatment of diphtheria patients in this district was granted. At the time, there were about 30 such patients. In 1906, he was elected as president of the NACE Poor Law Union on the nomination of Patrick Burney, one of the officers of the union. He was seconded by John Breslin. Both of those people were Kilcullen people. In 1913, he is recorded as vigorously defending the right of a man who had been discharged from Piedmont Sanatorium while having treatment for TB because he was allegedly out of benefit from the County Insurance Committee. In August 1916, he complained to the Board of Guardians, the equivalent of councillors today, that the new sewerage system in Kilcullen is useless or worse without proper water supply. In addition to normal doctoring, he was also required to deal with the outcomes of accidents and a variety of violent incidents. The newspapers of his time are peppered with such accounts, of which I note but a few. In February 1881, he was called to attend a plasterer, John Curran, who died suddenly of spasms of the heart. In 1895, he attended a woman who had fallen into a fire at her home in Dunstown and who was in too precarious a condition to be removed to hospital. In February 1897, he had to see a man from Yellow Bog in Nace Workhouse who had been brought in after being beaten up. He subsequently died, though the inquest found it was not necessarily from the injuries. In a case that shows anti-vaccinating is nothing new, Dr Barker appeared as a witness for the prosecution at the Petty Sessions in July 1916 about a family who had refused to have their child vaccinated. The defendant father said he had a conscientious objection. I have known children lost through it. The father was fined 10 shillings and 10 shillings expenses when he refused to give an undertaking that he would allow the treatment. In November 1920, Dr Barker was called to treat two men shot by the RIC in an incident at a home in Knockbounce, just south of Kilcullen. One of them, Thomas Hazlitt, was employed as a shop assistant at J.J. Burns Hardware, my grandfather's shop. In February 1927, local auctioneers and valuers Dennis Brennan and Son posted a notice of auction for the contents of Liffey Bank. Modern and antique furniture and effects of the late Dr. J. E. Barker. Very little was of a personal nature and probably the only specific reference to his long life and work in Kilcullen were the contents of the surgery. Quantity medicine bottles and measures, small scales, writing desk in mahogany, surgical washstand in mahogany, fender and irons, large travelling chest, magnifying glass with all fittings complete quantity, various surgical instruments and appliances, etc. If only we had the human stories which were outlined in the room 
where all that paraphernalia was located. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Kilcullen Diary. Thank you for listening. <laughs>